Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. It's been a great week. Um, if you happen to catch me cheating, um, looking at my watch, I'm not catching up on a football score. Um, uh, my daughter Amanda is um, in delivery right now. So she's about eight days late, and uh, she's been uh, induced, and uh, I just got a, a text from Joe that she's finally able to get her epidural. So that means mama's happy, and daddy's happy. <laughs> you dads know what I'm talking about. So um, I will try not to peek, because uh, God's in control of this. But uh, that is just one thing in which I, myself personally, am uh, uh, thankful for again as I think about all the things to be thankful for. Um, I want to encourage you, because we're doing service different this way, one, I hope you've got this. We had a ton of them still left over, and I hope you have this. Um, Just because uh, the title of the message is also a working Uh, thing that you're going to be needing to do around your table, and that is Thanksgiving is, okay? And also, I'd encourage you, if you're not at a table, to go ahead and make your way to a table. I don't want to split up families or things like that. Um, I know we've got five seats right up front here. It looks like we've got four seats right over on this other table, and uh, we've got two and three seats around, but um, you'll need to be able to be at a table uh, because we're, we're doing communion um, different this morning, and it's just how it was done back in Jesus' day. It's around a table. So um, again, I uh, want to encourage you so that you're not moving around when, when uh, I'm giving some encouraging, hopefully, instructions on, on uh, what to be doing. So I'm going to go ahead and get started off with um, how do you complete this statement? And I'm asking this right at the very beginning of the message because um, I'm going to ask you to be sharing that around the table uh, a little later. So I'm priming the pump. So how do you complete this statement that Thanksgiving is? Um, it can either be an appreciation for someone or something, right? And I loved uh, Jeff putting together um, some of the selfies that were um, submitted. We had about 24, 25 uh, selfies. You're still going to be seeing more of those um, throughout the service. But, uh, you know, I just loved seeing those things um, from kids and adults, the different things that they were thankful for. Um, I was just writing down a list for myself. It's not exhaustive at all. Hopefully it's just helping you to to think through um, some things. Get this untangled. There we go. All right. Um, One, good health. Uh, Some of you in here, now, no more of that, at least minimal. Um, Good health. Uh, 
You know, um, some of you, uh, hopefully a majority of you, are, are able to thank God for that. Some of you, man. I know. Okay. It is the regular mic. That's what's frustrating. Okay. Uh, I know it is because I'm giving myself some slack. No, that, that's not good. Watch. No, see? No. It's, it's the slack I'm trying to give. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to hold off on that, but keep, keep it handy. Um, good health. Look at that. I barely got into this. Good health. Um, some of you, jobs. Um, particularly, I know that this has been a season in which uh, I've been in prayer for many of you without jobs, uh, looking for jobs. And so um, um, those who have jobs, that's something that, to be thankful for. Uh, you saw in the video a puppy. And uh, I've seen a lot of people, like I, I've stated before, uh, Shirley and I are the only people in our life group who do not have a puppy and who do not own a gun. Okay, I just, uh, I don't know how those two go hand in hand, but they seem to in our, in our life group. But um, then getting on to other things, family. Being thankful for family. Being thankful for uh, good friends. Sometimes who are closer than family. Um, being thankful for God himself. As our father, as our savior, and as our indweller through the Holy Spirit. And being thankful for our church. Um, just all of the hands that um, went into making this, uh, just even this morning, is, is mind-boggling to me. To be, and it's done out of service. So that's one thing that Thanksgiving is. It's, it's appreciation for something, or it's appreciation for someone. Another thing it is, is it's recognition of, of how we've been blessed. A recognition. Uh, we live in a free country. It can be divided at times, but it's free. I can tell you there's a majority of people in the world who would die to trade places with you and I just because of the fact of where we live. Um, there's recognition of how we've been blessed. Education. Whether uh, you are privately educated, homeschooled educated, publicly educated, uh, we have an opportunity to be educated. I think about Jim's ministry in, in India, and that is teaching English so that those people can then be able to have jobs. And the vehicle and the way in which they teach English is teaching God's word so that they are being indwelt with the love that God has for them. And things that we just take for granted. I think about provision. Um, God has a, a roof over our heads. Not everybody can say that, even in our own country, even in our own area of living. 
But uh, clothing, food, God has provided in incredible ways. Transportation, whether it's by bus, train, car, bike, or hoofing it with your own two feet. We have things that we just take for granted, but hopefully we can recognize. Um, It's the location of where we live. I mean, we live in one of the absolute best places in all the world. And yet, I think we can easily forget about that, can't we? We can complain about it. We can gripe about it. For protection, I, I think about um, how we are blessed protection when I think about uh, uh, the firefighters and how they give their lives to protect people and even people's properties. I think about law enforcement, how they uh, will give their lives to try to protect others. I think about those in the military who will give their lives to protect others. And in protection, I'm not just talking about physical, but I'm talking about emotional, spiritual, psychological, mental, as well, yes, as the physical protection that God gives us. What I'd like you to do is I'd like for you to look at the screens and I'd like for you to hear um, out of uh, the mouths of two of our people in our church and, and see what they shared. So. Hey, Foothills family. Um, I'm Michael Williams and this is my wife, Shelly. You guys might remember, but about a year ago, we were in a major car accident that truly transformed us for a long period of time. Um, We were in a trauma center for a while uh, and the recovery has just been really challenging, but it's also been very positive. And it's been positive because God has really grown us through this experience in, in so many different ways. But one of the key ways that God has grown us is in our trust for Him. We've actually learned to trust God in a way that we never could have anticipated. And it's amazing when you're brought to the end of yourself and you feel utterly hopeless, how God can lift you up out of an amazing pit of despair and how He can show His light to you and to your loved ones. And my entire family needed that light a year ago today. And in so many ways, our trust has grown, our faith has grown, And we're just overwhelmed by His grace and His mercy in our lives and how He has restored us since that fateful day on the 21st of November. I also want to give a shout out to the Foothills family because without you guys being a source of encouragement, being a source of support, um, bringing the meals to our house, and just loving on us and hugging us when you guys saw us in need, um, we are just blessed beyond measure and thankful to be a part of such an amazing family. So we just want to thank you guys and just share that story with you. We learned to rest through the struggle and you guys made that a lot easier. You can trust and rely on God even through the hard parts. Amen. And I'm, I'm so grateful you guys shared that. And uh, they could have gone on to, into a whole lot of details about uh, what took place. 
a year and four days ago. Um, but uh, again, their recognition of just who God is in their lives. And I know that there's many other stories that uh, many of you could share as well. Maybe you uh, weren't in a, um, an auto accident that could have taken your life or your entire family. I think back of the pictures that uh, Brett showed me. Pretty incredible. You guys are here. But um, Thanksgiving is also an expression or a gratitude for something. Uh, I think of it, some people are great with words. And uh, a thank you card, a little thank you note is one way. Others can write out stories. Uh, others are incredible with music, and they can write instrumental music, and they can use their voices to express their thanksgiving. Others with art, I think of drawings or pictures, taking photography or paintings, another great expression of gratitude. Others, it's dancing. And um, for some of the older people in this room, that might be like dancing. Uh, I remember as a youth pastor trying to encourage the, the elderly people at our Baptist church that I wanted to have a dance for our youth ministry so that they could have an alternative place to go to instead of to their dances at their schools that were playing music that was just unbecoming. And uh, boy, that, you would have thought I was Satan himself for mentioning that. But dancing before the Lord. We have a great example of David doing that. I think about dancing at weddings with my daughters and uh, an expression of gratitude to the Lord for, for how he has blessed them and selfishly how he has blessed me as a father. Um, prayers are an expression of gratitude for something. I hope you have many more than what I've just shared, but I also listed a few things. Thanksgiving is realizing that I'm powerless to save myself and that God loves me unconditionally. I also wrote down, Thanksgiving is knowing that God is with me in my most difficult time and he comforts me and cares for me even when I don't sense his presence. Thanksgiving is being granted access into God's presence. Thanksgiving is believing I'm an adopted son of the Father and joint heir with Jesus. I didn't make slides today because uh, those are just expressions of what I'm thankful for and what Thanksgiving is to me. But I hope that you are thinking about things. Psalm 100 Verses 1 through 5 says this. 
Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. And know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are the people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Uh, James Montgomery Boyce, who's passed away and is with the Lord now, but was a pastor for many years in Philadelphia and a Bible scholar, he said, this 100th Psalm is the only one in the entire 150 Psalms that is explicitly identified as a Psalm for giving thanks. There are other Psalms that encourage and exhort us to give thanks. Psalm 107 is known as the Pilgrim's Psalm because of how much they cherished it how much they relied on it when they were going through their difficulties as well as their joys. Psalm 118 uses the word uh, um, thanks more than any other psalm. And it begins and ends with this challenge. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. But back in Psalm 100, uh, we're shown three ways that we're to give thanks. There's more than these three imperatives, but I'm only going to hit on these three. One, we can shout. And I I mention that one because I don't think we're very good at that nowadays. The Hebrew word originally means a, a glad shout or to shout gladly. It's, it's what happens when, when we sing songs of praise. We're to shout those out, not, not because we want to be heard, not because we just want to be part of whatever else is going on, but we're to shout them out because of the joy that we have for who we are singing to. There's a reason why the words joy and gladness and joyful appear in those first two verses. And that's how we are to uh, respond to God. I mean, isn't it kind of interesting that the very first word in this psalm, shout for joy. To who? To the Lord. So, Let's not forget that. That's an imperative. That means that's something that we are commanded to do. That's not one of those optional things. Next we see that we can serve. It says in verse 2, worship the Lord with gladness. You know, that, that word worship literally means to serve. So if we look at that, serve the Lord with gladness. It suggests that we serve God by our worship. That's how we serve him. 
We've been watching the different videos throughout, and particularly, I'm telling you, it's just drummed in my, my mind about loving God and, and loving your neighbor. We have saw that in the last two videos in the book of Romans in our series that we're going through. And it keeps coming back to loving God and loving your neighbor. Loving God and loving your neighbor. And how do we do that? By serving them. And so as we worship, you know, our, our worship team, I, I know it's easy for, for all the rest of us who aren't up here while it's going on, I know it's easy for us to think, oh, well, they're playing instruments or they're singing, and yeah, they get to do what they enjoy doing. That's their service. Because you know what? If you're like me, I can't do that on my own. I can't play an instrument. I wouldn't know how to sing those notes. I can't do that on my own. I mean, I can make a, a joyful noise, but it's not very pleasant. <laughs> At least to your ears. So I need a team of servants who through their expression of service, that's their worship to God. And guess what, that's also their service to you and I. The same as a Sunday school teacher who's serving God and serving children by teaching them God's word. And the, the, the last imperative I just wanna talk to you about it is it just says, come. In verse four when it's talking about enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Enter, that means to come on in. And that meant formal worship. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts. That's talking about temple worship. That's talking about gathering together corporately to be able to, to give God thanks. Now, in the New Testament, the theme of thanksgiving is mentioned 45 different times. Okay, we can see uh, numerous occasions where uh, Jesus shows us about being thankful. He's thankful to his Father. He, he was thankful before meals. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, it says this. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And this is, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm also going to read to you 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. It says, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, in this passage in 1 Thessalonians, we aren't called to thank God for everything. You're thinking, wait, Craig, you just contradicted yourself. I'll get back to Ephesians 5. But in this passage, in this context, we are called to thank God in everything. Evil's not from God. We don't have to thank God God for evil. But when evil's present, we can still be thankful for his presence in the midst of it. 
and for the good that he will accomplish through it. I think of Jim Elliott and four missionaries who were killed back in 1956, five years before I was born, because they wanted to reach the Hurani people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And those very people killed him and his fellow missionaries. And at that time, nobody could understand what was going on, but we've got all these years past, and the very men who threw spears into Jim and into Pete and into Nate and into the other two came to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Now we think, wait, that that doesn't seem right. Those men were completely willing to sacrifice their own lives. They knew where they were going. They know that this world isn't the end of it. It's not he who dies with the most toys wins. Their mindset is he who serves and and does everything that God desires for them to do. Whether it's reach a thousand people or reach one person with the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were satisfied with that. I think of also uh, Joseph and his brothers. In Genesis chapter 50, after a lifetime of Joseph being sold, almost killed, but being convinced by, by a brother to only sell him into slavery, be separated from his family, and then to be thrown in jail for years because of false accusations made against him by his master's wife. We read this in Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 and 20. Don't be afraid. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. Some translations say what you meant for evil. He says God intended it for good. To accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. He had no idea that on his journey, God was preparing him for something so much bigger than who he was. Men and women, you and I have no idea. I know there's many in here who are sitting in a lot of pain. And I wish I could take that pain away from you. I can't. But I can tell you this that Jesus is right there in the midst of whatever you're going through. And even though we don't have an understanding of why, that doesn't change the fact that his love for you is no greater or no less than. It is always perfect. I try to rest in that. God brought good out of Joseph's brother's evil and out of Potiphar's wife's false accusations and even the neglectful cupbearer when Joseph interpreted his dream. God brings good from evil to those who trust him. And then we see in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Now, it's because of this 
we can then be able to give thanks for everything. Okay? That's where I'm coming back to with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Those aren't contradictory at all. One's able to give thanks for everything because he has a mindset that's like, yeah, I know that God's working everything out for good. And in the other passage, it's giving thanks in everything, in the midst of it, right now, wherever you're at. Because that's not happening by accident. Just because we can't comprehend it doesn't mean that God is not going to redeem it. Just like he's redeemed a lost sinner like me. Someone asked, does he know your name? Around your table, I'd like for you to share Thanksgiving is. And just share, again, this should only take you 15, 20 seconds a piece to just be able to share at the table what Thanksgiving is. Just finish that statement. You don't have to elaborate. Just finish that statement and then listen to what your table mates are sharing and appreciate this incredibly huge big God and his capacity to love us right where we're at. And uh, I'm going to give you four minutes. And then after you finish, or when I say time's up, then we're going to continue on. So go ahead and share. Thanksgiving is. All right. I'm going to stop you and cut you off. When are you done, Cindy? Amen. And I'm thankful for you. It's the only reason why we can play like that with each other. Um, I realized I might have cut some of you off, but um, I want to make sure that you know we've still got more in our service. Um, I'm excited that we're going to be able to see a couple more videos. Um, Another testimony of uh, what, what God is continuing to do in um, one person's life and in their family's life and as well as hear from a number of you uh, who also shared your selfies Um, and um, but before we get to that I'd like to pray and just kind of let you know that when I finish praying we're gonna see a video and then the worship team is going to be leading us in in uh, powerful song as well as visual and then we're going to be entering into a time of communion around these tables so would you pray with me Lord uh, I thank you for I thank you for just allowing us to do our best to give you praise. 
And though we are all gifted in different ways, we are all able to give you our very best in some way. And so, Father, as we continue to hear about how you work in our lives, as we sing truths of the lyrics and songs, as instruments are played and as we are, have the ability and capacity to speak and shout praise to you, Lord, may we do it to your glory so that people will see and hear and know that you are the one and only true God. Thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.